When U.S. soldier Travis King sprinted across the border into North Korea from the south, he disappeared into a North Korea that's becoming even more isolated than ever. So why did he do it? I'm Aaron Young. Let's try to find out. Now from our headquarters at Ticker Park, this is Ticker Today. So during the pandemic, North Korea stopped all international travel and most trade, built a lengthy border wall and even shot some would-be unauthorised border crosses earlier in the outbreak. Analysts say Pyongyang is still keenly nervous about a border crossing authorised or not. King ran over the border while on a civilian tour of the demilitarised zone between the two Koreas and US officials say they have yet to ascertain his fate. King's motives remain unclear, though US officials say he's facing military dis disciplinary action and appear to have intentionally crossed the border. Here's a Pentagon spokesman, uh, spokesperson discussing the situation. We don't know his motivations for why he did not board the plane. Um, we don't know what he did in the hours between when he left the airport and when he crossed over um, into uh, the DPRK. What I can tell you is that the soldier's current duty status is absent without leave. Um, that's all I can say right now. I, I it's hard. I can't say what he was thinking at the time. Um, this is a very difficult situation. I can't imagine what his family's going through. Um, all I can say is that our priority is to bring him home. All right. So that gives you a bit of an idea of what's happening there. Obviously, a developing situation. Let's bring in Tickers Adam Hancock now on this. What on earth is going on? That's, that's really the question with this story. It's uh it's bizarre, really. Um, we don't know the exact motor soldier, Travis King, and exactly why he has sprinted into North Korea. Even the circumstances around him getting there are bizarre. Uh, we understand he was detained. So he was he was a military serving military soldier. He was uh, serving some time in South Korea with the military. And we understand he got into a bit of bother, possibly uh, an assault in a nightclub in Seoul. Uh, he spent some time in detention in South Korea, and we are led to believe that he was returning to the United States uh, to face punishment by the military for his behavior in South Korea. So the airport uh, goes through uh, security, but then the people who are uh, assisting him really and, and taking him out of the country, they can't go any further. He heads to the gate, um, and he speaks to a member of staff claiming that he's forgot his passport, um, and then somehow he manages to end up poor of the demilitarized zone, which is the border between North and South Korea. And people who were on that tour with him said he literally just sprinted, um, just just got to the, the border and sprinted across. A couple of soldiers were shouting, somebody stop him, somebody get him. Uh, but then it was too late. He arrived on the other side and that's it. He's gone, he's disappeared and wow. nothing has been said from the North Korean side on, on what's happened. So. Well, they'd, I imagine, be rather busy interrogating him. I mean, we're used to seeing defections from the north into the south and into the west, but to see it the other way around, it's a bit like the person biting the dog, not the dog biting the child. Um, so this obviously leads to a lot of questions about what actually occurred in the lead up to. Can you just kind of go through that? You mentioned it had some issues in South Korea and being detained. Yeah, yeah, he had uh, he'd been detained in South Korea. We believe, according to media reports, that it was uh, to do with uh, an incident, an assault incident in Seoul. And he was then facing that disciplinary charge uh, by the US military. Um, so that was why he was leaving South Korea, because he was going to return to the United States. Um, and 
sentence a disciplinary hearing from the US military, which obviously won't be happening for a while now um, because of the fact he's been captured, um, or we believe he's been captured anyway. Uh, his family have actually spoken out as well. Um, they're also very confused about what on earth has happened. Uh, but one family member did mention uh, the death of a younger member of the family, which hit uh, this soldier quite hard. Um, indicating that he may well have been struggling mentally and emotionally um, at the time. Whether this is what has spotted him to North Korea. I know that the Pentagon have been asked the ability that he's decided to defect to the North Korean side, um, and they said they have no indication of whether that is the case. Uh, so it's it's very much a mystery uh, right now, but the, the main focus is, is trying to get him back, really. I mean, look, we've all been tired and emotional, but none of us have sprinted into North Korea as a way to escape our problems at this stage anyway. Um, you talk about how uh, the US government is trying to itself work out what is happening, but the path back for Travis King from North Korea would be practically impossible, you would think. Yeah, well, I imagine there's certainly no way that he would be uh escaping back over to the other sides uh it's uh almost impossible very very few people managed to to get from the north to the south because of how heavily controlled that border is so it's going to have to be done via diplomatic channels and that in itself is very difficult there's no direct diplomatic relationship between the us and north korea so they have to basically go through intermediaries to try and find a solution. And in the past, when these situations have arisen, that's actually been the Swedish embassy in Pyongyang have kind of acted as an individual negotiator between both sides. But they uh, have left all the embassies during COVID. So that option has gone at the moment. Gosh. So it looks like potentially through the UN would be a way of trying to negotiate. But so far, we understand that... Um, the US have tried to make communications, have tried to leave messages, but nobody is basically picking up the phone in North Korea and nobody is talking about it. Uh, mm -hmm. People have been monitoring state media as well. Often these people turn up on state media, kind of put out there as propaganda, and there's been no no sign of him on that either. So it's going to be certainly a very difficult uh, route out of North Korea and probably a lot harder than the route in to North Korea. Yeah, very much. And North Korea, as well, as we mentioned in the introduction, was really battered by COVID, still is in many ways. They don't exactly have a vaccination program either. Um, talk to us about what's been happening in North Korea over the past few years, because it almost feels like the last we've seen or heard from King John Ilm was when President Trump zoomed away from that meeting uh, back uh, well during his presidency. And over the past few years, aside from the occasional ballistic missile, it's been pretty quiet on the North Korean front. Am I right? Yes, it really it really has. Uh, they've been incredibly closed. I mean, obviously, they were closed before the pandemic. But since then, uh, it's been extremely difficult to get any information out of North Korea. In the past, people were able to visit. Tourists could go on, on guided tours of the country. A few diplomats were able to go. And actually, on the bordering regions between North Korea and China, there was quite a lot of um, trade back and forth, you know, markets and uh, people bringing goods across the border. I think it was pretty loose. But since then, um, things really tightened up, not only, only because of China's border restrictions, but also North Korea. I think given the uh, the situation that the country faces with the lack of really medical infrastructure, uh, the lack of vaccinations, any potential outbreak would be critical. So we've heard these reports that when you know one or two cases were discovered in the capital, for example, there was a really harsh lockdown. There were pictures of everybody wearing masks. So they took this very seriously. And it's 
it's hard to really know exactly how seriously they still take it. But the fact that the international border hasn't reopened is probably a pretty clear indicator of, of how things have been. And the country as well has been suffering hugely uh, from um We understand that many, many people in the more rural countryside areas have really been struggling uh, to get food. And that's based a lot on reports of people who have managed to escape uh, from North Korea in recent years and, and talk about how tough things have been there. So, yeah, it's, it's still very much closed off. And, and that's going to make but this still, rescue Adam, operation even harder. Yeah. But, but still, the relationship between the United States and North Korea has been souring. Just in recent days, we've seen North Korea making more nuclear threats against the United States as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, every day, seemingly at the moment, there's another missile test from North Korea. Um, and they, the United States, it, they seem to be getting fed up of it uh, and have brought along that nuclear submarine into South Korea to kind of make a statement to the North. And it's actually interesting the way that they're approaching North Korea under Joe Biden compared to President Trump. Of course, President Trump was very direct, setting up those meeting Jong-un, those summits taking place in Singapore and Hanoi, whereas we've seen nothing of the like uh, under President Biden. It seems mm. that he really isn't somebody who wants to negotiate with the North Koreans. He, you know, he will comment on them, but he's not somebody who's looking to come forward and hold meetings uh, with North Korea. Well, it's North funny, Korea. isn't it? I mean, and you I have a look at during the Trump era, it was all about North Korea. Now, there's a couple of other big countries, namely China, and of course, what's been happening with Russia and Ukraine, which have probably taken over there. We'll leave it there for now. Tickers, Adam Hancock, really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. And that is a program for now. For more, you can head to ticketnews.com. Aaron Young, do hope to see you soon.